Hey, what's up guys? Thank you for joining me today. We're talking about Enneagram Type 5 and can fives be leaders? And uh, it's a good question. Of course they can. Uh, fives are going to be innovative leaders. They, um, they're going to have their challenges like any other type, but uh, fives can definitely be leaders. So let's talk about fives a little bit and the kind of leadership style that they might bring uh, into an organization and uh, the challenges that they will face. If you're a five, thank you for joining me for this video, and I hope that you'll find this information helpful. If you work with a five, or you live with a five, or married to a five, uh, I hope that this video will help you better understand the person that you're with, uh, their strengths, weaknesses, challenges, what's going on on the inside, and hope to unpack a little bit of that for you today in this, in this discussion. So uh, we're going to go down a list in just a minute of kind of what the the you know the five the way their the way their brain works the way their uh, the way they behave and um, the kind of the things they would bring into a leadership position. But before we do, let's just review a little bit about what fives are like and what's going on in a five. Five, of course, is a fear type. Uh, five, sixes, and sevens are all fear types, and um, fives. Um, you know, you might say that uh, they have a fear of being depleted. They have a fear of their time, space, and energy being intruded on. So they develop a mental and physical, sometimes geographical, relational boundaries to protect them from being emotionally intruded on and being psychologically intruded on. Um, so fives... Uh, can come across sometimes as being distant or detached, emotionally detached. And it's not that they don't have strong emotions, they do. Uh, and I think they have strong emotions and they want to keep those protected. And so they're keeping those protected by having good boundaries and staying focused or focusing their attention on the mental or on the informational um, aspects of life rather than on the emotional aspects of life. It's like the emotions are too stormy and too, um, you know, um, difficult to, um, to handle. So we're going to move away from that and we're going to focus more on the rational or the objective information. So fives do focus a lot of attention and a lot of energy on information and on data and on gathering data. And it's kind of like they believe that, you know, if you don't have good data and good information, then you just have an opinion. And everybody has opinions. So what's unique about having another opinion? It needs to be based on something more than just, you know, how I feel on my emotions. It needs to be based on real, actual data, real, actual information. So fives are going to be very focused on gathering good information. And you might say information on what? Well, it could be anything. Um, fives uh, can find interest in just about anything. Um, and once they do, you know, realize that they have sort of a niche for some information, then they'll be very focused on it. Um, and they'll want to get to the bottom of it. They'll want to tinker with it and see how it works and take it apart and disassemble it, and reassemble it. And they're going to want to master some niche of information while keeping really their brain open about everything. They're going to be masters of trivial pursuit, you know, trivial information as well. Um, let's know a little about everything and a lot about something. And um, if they can find 
you know, a niche that um, provides them with an opportunity to make a difference and to make a living, then, um, you know, fives are going to find that sweet spot uh, where their, their passion for learning and their passion for gathering data can also be combined with making a difference and making an impact uh, in the world and making a living in the world. They're innovators by nature. They want to deal with often the edges of knowledge and unra unravel those edges of knowledge and show you what you thought you knew and unravel your belief systems, especially the 5-4, the um, iconoclast, which is a person that destroys belief systems or challenges, let's say it that way, challenges people's belief systems, their faith structures. Um, if a five, for example, is gonna teach um, a history class, they're going to teach it from the perspective of let me, let me teach you what you didn't know you didn't know, or let me, let me help you see the false assumptions that, are, uh, that exist in history. They're gonna wanna approach the subject from an innovative um, standpoint of let's talk about what you thought you knew or what you never knew you didn't know. Sevens, like me, are going to often approach a subject with how can, we, how can we make this fun and enjoyable, but then also how can we motivate and challenge, disrupt, but in the sense of like trying to um, inspire people, inspiring people, I think is big to sevens. Where fives, it's more about challenging people's assumptions and unraveling their belief systems and giving them now the correct information and you know dis helping them distinguish between false information and correct information and destroying the myths destroying the myths and helping them come to actual facts and challenging people's assumptions with actual facts i think that's going to be a lot more in the five Territory. Now you can see where that could be very helpful to a business or to an organization because you need to deal with real facts. If you're going to build cars or you're going to build combustion engines or whatever it is you're going to, to make, um, it's important that you have good raw information and good data and then you can analyze that information appropriately and then challenge the existing structures in order to create the best products. So fives are going to be, I think, drawn to that gathering information assessing information and then challenging assumptions and then creating new paradigms based on better information or updated information. Um, so fives are, like I said, a fear type. Um, they're afraid of being intruded on. Their radar is up. I remember every type has their radar up for something. The fives radar is up looking for who's going to intrude on my boundaries who or what is going to become intrusive to me. And then they will naturally work to either through information or work through natural boundaries that already exist to create boundaries to protect them from those forces that are going to intrude on them or are going to impede on them or make them feel small. So again, fives have that sense like the world outside is big and scary. It's rich and exciting and interesting and all that too. But it's, 
it's it's deep and and frightening and especially the emotional stuff is deep and frightening and so there's this sense in which they become like the genius in the box you know that's looking through the glass window and analyzing data from the safety and security of this protective shell around them and fives can be kind of like they've got a turtle shell around them you know um they uh they can be kind of cold they can come across I don't think they are necessarily cold and distance and detached and all that, but they do come across. You guys do come across often as cold, detached, disinterested, disconnected, not wanting to rely on other people, not wanting to depend on other people. I think it seems kind of frightening for fives to think that they're depending on other people. What I mean is like, let's say, go back to that old analogy, you know, like in school you have to do a, a classroom team assignment. Fives and eights are going to hate team assignments, you know. Eights think people are stupid and I don't want to depend on them. Fives, you know, they I think it feels scary to a five to think that my success and my future is dependent on people that are at best just going to intrude on me. Fives, you know, want to I want to believe and I think do believe that they can really only rely on themselves that they can only rely on themselves, that everybody else, you know, is at best unreliable, um, at worst intrusive. Um, but there's also, you know, the never ever behavior for a five is never underestimate a five. Fives have this ability to, um, to make things happen and to get to the bottom of things. And like, for example, you know, if, if a seven tells you that they're working on something, you know, they're going to build, um, you know, a nuclear reactor in their garage, then you could probably laugh it off because it's probably not going to happen. You know, you're going to build a nuclear reactor in your garage, you know, uh, it might be a great idea and it might be a great wish or a dream. But when a five tells you they're going to build a nuclear reactor in their garage, Never underestimate a five. They might actually build a nuclear reactor in their garage, okay? Um, that might be a little of an extreme example, but I think you get the point, is fives, you're gonna stick with something. They're gonna stick with information. They're gonna stick with solving and problem solving uh, until maybe they you know, get to the bottom of things. But as advanced as they are in in the world of information, data, and in sort of you might say the real, um, the real world, uh, fives can seem can sometimes come across and maybe even feel, you know, uh, inept in terms of the emotional world or the social world, social norms. Okay, fives are probably the least likely to care and be concerned about social norms. I mean, you can meet some pretty harsh eights, right? Who just maybe don't care about social norms. But I think fives are going to be at the farthest end of that, like beyond eights even. And what I mean is like, let's say the niceties of life. Everybody's coming in and saying hello and greeting one another. A five comes in, they may feel no responsibility at all to greet anyone, to say hello to anyone. It's like as if their mind is saying, I don't know those people. So why would I say hello to those people? I don't care if I like those people or if those people like me. 
So why would I care about coming across nice to them or kind to them? That doesn't make any sense. Why would I work to be kind or nice to people that I don't care about and I don't care if they care about me? And so it's that detachment, you see. It's that detachment, that isolation, that I only need a few people. It's The fear is, is like all these other people around there are going to pull my energy away. They're going to monopolize my time. They're going to, they're going to intrude on my time, intrude on my space, and intrude on my energy. And so you keep your distance and isolate yourself from people as a means of protecting. And if you're protecting, then what are you? You're a fear type, okay? You're protecting yourself. It's as if you're afraid that people are going to pull your energy, pull your time, pull your, tax your time, energy, and space. And you don't want to deal with all the emotional stuff. It's not that you don't have big emotions. You do. You're right next to the four, okay? You are right next to the four. You think first, and then you feel, and then action comes last. So where fours feel their emotions, and then they think about what they're feeling, okay? If you can see that, feel, think, and act. They feel them first. They think about what they're feeling, and they go in their head to kind of understand what they're feeling. Fives right next to that think they think these deep thoughts they think these big thoughts and then the feeling comes next and the feeling is I feel safe because they're a fear type not a worth type they're a fear type so they feel safe because of their deep thoughts it's as if their thoughts are keeping them safe if they're focused on the intellect and focused on their thoughts and focused on information then they can feel something they can feel secure they can feel they can feel um, safe okay um so thinking feeling and then what's the problem action action often comes last if it comes at all fives always feel like you know they don't know enough maybe to finish the assignment and take action so i shouldn't say they always feel that way i like that's the challenge right there for fives is when it comes to action is you want to get all your you want to get all of your your facts and your data and your information right. So it's kind of like fives can get stuck in that never wanting to turn the assignment in because I'm always wanting to revise it, revise, 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 revise. But it's eventually, essentially, at some point, you have to you have to turn the assignment in, and that's really when fives move to eight, right? When they challenge, when they take that information that they've got, they take that data, they take that all that that's been assessed, that's been the focus of their attention, and they actually, in this sense, kind of like bend down and hand it over. That humble handing it in, that painful you know exercise of handing that assignment in. That's when fives go to eight. They take their information and they challenge the structures. They challenge. You know, imagine, for example, a company is about to, you know, take a step forward and they're about to, um, you know, take action and and, and um, move forward for the next 10 years. The five is going to take that. This is where they move to eight. They take the information they've been gathering about whatever the, you know, the company's working on. Maybe they're working on battery cells, you know, or something like that. And they're about to, there's two options they can go with. Um, and the five has done all this research and they've realized, you know, that option A is better than option B. Although everyone's been saying option B is the best option. They, they've, re they've come to recognize through the research that option A is better. So they hand that information over to the CEOs of the company, challenging the whole direction of the company. 
innovating and challenging the whole direction that the company is about to go in, that's when fives take their information, they step up to the plate, and they, they take action. Of course, when fives are unhealthy, they look like sevens, um, unhealthy sevens, in that maybe they don't have a good focus for their, for their intellectual uh, pursuit, and so they kind of, can kind of jump around from one thing to the next, never really landing on anything worthwhile or productive, and in that way, kind of like sevens, who sometimes are gluttons, you know, and just kind of are reaching for things. Um, fives can kind of lunge, lunge in a direction without without really um, it being productive. And so, for example, you know, this five who could save the environment by, you know, uh, innovating new paradigms of how to process recycling, you know, instead of using their, their intellect and their skills and their talents in that, they may focus all their attention in becoming, you know, the dark lord of, of, uh, uh, of how to become the most powerful dark lord in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and and they and they get a lot of enjoyment maybe out of those kinds of role playing games. Again, role playing games do what? They allow you to to operate in the external world from a safe distance, right? So you're role playing or your video games. That's another big thing that's popular with fives is video games. They get into these deep, you know, civilization conquering conquest video games because why? It, it allows them to interact in the world from the safety of their chair, okay, from behind a computer screen. And so this beautiful intellect that could be focused on revitalizing companies or revitalizing structures or innovating and changing and challenging paradigms and all that is in a seven way, you know, being sort of misused in lunging at things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. I realize leisure can be important, but I think a five could take those video games or Dungeons and Dragons role-playing games and that kind of stuff, and they could make it a whole lot more than leisure. They could, like, you know, become engrossed in those things to the point where they're not able to necessarily disassociate themselves from reality and, and false reality or to distinguish, I should say, between reality and false reality. They can get lost in their mental state. They can get lost in their mental uh, world, you know, and their imagine, imagination, essentially. Okay, so let's talk about... Um, um, some core characteristics of leadership. This is from uh, the type Nine Types of Leadership by Beatrice Chestnut. Excellent book, good stuff. Let's see how it provokes our discussion here today. Um, the ability, number one, to assess and access information skillfully and with interest. Okay. You know, sevens are notorious for this, of wanting to just lunge, of wanting to just, okay, I know enough, let's go forward. I think it could be like that too, a little impulsive, you know, and let's move, let's take action. Ones want a list to take action on. Threes want to take action, okay? Um, 
fives can be that very much that consultant type leader you know that consultant who amasses the information and can access the information that says now wait a minute before you jump and start taking action this is what you need to know this is the lay of the land this is the real data the way things really are i know in your gut all you gut types eight nines and ones all you gut types this makes sense to do it in this way but according to the research and according to the data if you really care about results and that way fives can be like that consultant type leader that is willing to spend their time amassing and assessing and sorting through the information that a lot of people are just going to ignore and they're going to go with their gut or they're going to look down and say well what's the other company down the street doing you know what's the other organization down the street doing or what's the other church down the street doing let's just copy what they're doing the five's going to have a hard time with let's just do what feels right in our gut or let's just do what another uh, organization is doing down the street that seems to be successful they're going to want to work with real data real facts real research real surveys real information and then develop a plan from there that's who can argue with that who can argue with that what a great what a great person to have as either the leader or as the right hand person to the leader so that we can go forward with with um, you know with some real information in a real direction so um, fives are good at that and they enjoy it they're good at gathering the information and they enjoy that okay the next thing number two is objectivity object objectivity and the point here is because fives don't focus on emotions they can in a sense stay somewhat emotionally aloof and focused on the data they're focused on the information in the data and so they can kind of leave the emotional side out of things which can keep them objective now where this really comes into play is like in organizations or in offices you know people can get pretty highly charged with their with their beliefs their beliefs they have we have a hard time separating ourselves from our beliefs and from our assumptions and before you know it you know the decision to the decision to paint the walls green rather than paint the walls blue becomes Marty's plan versus Jennifer's plan and now it's emotionally charged it's no longer green versus blue it's Marty versus Jennifer and this happens all across the board in companies in organizations in churches is it's no longer what makes sense or what's best or what nothing is neutral nothing is neutral it's all tied to this person or tied to this person and people are passionate about their opinions they're passionate about and nobody wants to be overlooked and nobody wants their opinions to be humiliated and when people get all up in a tither about themselves and whether or not they're being listened to and whether or not they're being valued and everybody gets emotionally charged, 
Fives have this beautiful way of getting to the facts and just cutting through, cutting through all of that relational stuff and all of that emotional stuff to just saying, here's the information, here's what makes sense, here's what we need to do. And they can do it often in just a very few words. They just cut through all the junk and they just get to the, the heart of things. Nines are very good at bringing harmony and seeing all sides and helping people work through their, you know, to see each other's points of view. But fives, in just more of a brutal, straightforward, direct way, they cut through the garbage and they just get to the information and they say, research indicates that green has more effective, you know, um, in, in creating an environment of trust than blue does. And so the obvious choice is to go with green. And they just cut through all the garbage. They cut through all the emotional stuff and they remain objective. They're able to separate automatically, automatically, emotions from thoughts. And so they can be very neutral in, in uh, assessing, you know, the course or direction of things and evaluating, uh, communicating, and in communicating the situation, they can be very neutral and very objective, which can be such a, a relief and such a blessing when things are getting emotionally charged. Number three, they have a focus on maintaining appropriate boundaries, okay? Where twos, for example, really struggle with boundaries. Twos, remember, they feel first, and then their next, the two is closest to what? The action group. So they are in the feeling group, so they feel first, and then they want to act. So a two sees somebody in distress, they feel compassion, or they feel um, ashamed for not helping them, and so they immediately move to action, and they want to reach out and help, and they want to give, and they want to please, and they want to, you know... And then they think later, was that really what I should have done? Should I have, you know, signed up for all this? Maybe they'll regret it, right? Well, a five, uh, when it comes to boundaries, they, where the two can get themselves in trouble with boundaries and not having solid boundaries, the five is the master at building boundaries. Um, they are going to protect themselves emotionally by building clear boundaries and expectations as to what they will be a part of and what they won't be a part of, what they will give their time and attention and energy to and what they won't. Fives don't have near the problem because at the end of the day, they don't necessarily need you to like them. They don't necessarily need, you know, much from you. They don't want much from you and they don't need much from you. Again, they want to believe that they can only depend on themselves. And so, out of that assumption and out of that belief, they're not going to rely on you for a lot. And they don't want you to be relying on them for a lot either. They're going to keep that boundary. Some fives have, have joked about how they can just awkward people out of a room. <laughs> now, that's something to think about because, you know, like uh, other types might be more direct in pushing people out of the room and saying, you got to leave now. Fives not only have the gift of invisibility, fives can just go invisible when they don't want to, uh, you know, when they're in a crowded room and they don't want to be talked to and they don't want to be acknowledged. They want to just not only blend in, but disappear. Think about that, a four. A four, can you imagine a four trying to disappear in a crowd? Um, 
fours are going to stand out. Threes are going to stand out, right? Fives have the opposite. They have the ability to not, you know, you talk about fours don't want to blend in. Fours want to fit in, but they don't want to blend in. They want to stand out and be understood and seen how, you know, unique and special they are. Fours, just right next to them, it's so awesome. Fours can not only blend in, but can go camouflage and disappear right put on the invisibility cloak and disappear um and it's a way of maintaining boundaries is they don't want to be bothered with your junk they don't want to be bothered with all of your stuff right and all of your emotional stuff primarily um so fives will also respect your space because they want you to respect theirs like sixes will be loyal to you because they want you to be loyal back to them. Fives will respect your boundaries because they want you to respect theirs. Okay, next, intellectual and thoughtful. Fives operate most comfortably on the cognitive or mental level of things and gather information and think deeply about it. Fives are information gatherers. I like to think of them as dump trucks. Fives are dump. Ones are dump trucks for getting stuff done. Okay. Ones are like backhoes and dump trucks and getting stuff done. Fives are dump trucks for information. They just gather it. They collect it. They go off by themselves and they just they just gather it through their phones, through computers, through books, magazines, podcasts. You name it. They're getting information. It's all going in the dump truck, and it's all getting compartmentalized. The way they live their life is compartmentalized. More about that in a minute. But they, they compartmentalize all this information and then they just kind of, what's their sin? Stinginess, right? Stinginess, avarice, greed. They hold on to it. It's theirs. And they hold on to this information. And they don't really go around sharing it with everybody. They just kind of maybe look down on everybody like, well, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. But sometimes fives will again when they go to eight they back up the dump truck at the right time and dump out the right information to save the day okay like the village hermit you know that's out on the that's that's memorizing potions to deal deal with dragons and one day when the dragon comes we're all going to run out to the village hermit to you know say the right potion to get rid of it um but sometimes the five will back the dump truck up where it's not wanted and they will dump out all this information to people that don't care and I'm sure that if you are a five there's been times when you've been made to feel like you were an annoying people you were trying to help fives when they share information that's their way of connecting with you when they share information if you can understand that you're married to a five or have child that's a five when they start downloading all their information they have about engines and cars or about you know whatever it is they're into pokemon cards or bakugan or whatever it is when they start sharing with you all the information they know about star wars or oh good grief when it starts you know and you get all that well actually it's never been proven that anyone has ever lived on planet Tatooine. You know, it's whatever it is. It's <laughs> they they get 
they start dumping facts and information on you that you're not ready for, you weren't asking for, and you you thought you were going to have a conversation, but really they just want you to see, look how much I know and how safe I'm going to be. See, it's a fear type. How safe I'm going to be because I know all this information. And fives, when they're unhealthy or when they're operating in unhealth or insecure, they will back the dump truck up at a birthday party and just dump out all this information that no one was asking for. And if you're a five, you're probably laughing or groaning right now because you know what it's like to uh, to think you're helping, to think that you're sharing something of such importance to you that everybody else is just like, nobody cares, Martha. Nobody cares. <laughs> And then you are just further pushed back into your layer. Fives I always joke about fives. You know they have a secret layer, uh, the mad scientists with the secret layer, where they do all their experiments and they learn all their <laughs> secret information. <laughs> I love fives. My son's a five, so I love fives. I've got a lot of friends that are <laughs> fives, and. Uh, I think about Sheldon on uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And also, what's the guy on Parks and Rec? Uh, I forget his name. You guys know who I'm talking about. The one with the mustache, Ron. Yeah, Ron. He's a five. Okay. Um, and Dwight Schrute. <laughs> okay. Um, intellectual and thoughtful, detached from emotions, objective thinkers. Okay. Sometimes that means that fives can look like they lack empathy. Um, and I think they can. They lack empathy and lack sympathy for people. Um, and again, back to social norms of treating people, you know, it's going to be hard for five leaders. You know, they're, you're going to have to, if you're going to be a leader in an organization or with people, you're going to have to get interested in people. And if you're watching a video in the Enneagram, that's a good sign that you're moving in the right direction because at the end of the day, I mean, you have to be you have to be friendly with people. You have to be considerate. Maybe try reading the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. What a great book. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People um, by, uh, I've got it up there on my shelf, but I can't see uh, the author. You can look it up. It's been around for 100 years. An excellent book about you know, if you really want to deal with real information, then part of that information is the people. Is the uh, emotional information is information, right? And and people um, study people. Make that something that's on your niche list of things to learn is how to how people act and what people expect and how to uh, present yourself. Because I, I know some fives that can be that are so backwards in terms of relating to people. I mean, they'll pick up their phone, you know, they got their phone and they're sitting there like this and you try and talk to them. You say, so, hey, Frank, you know, uh, I heard you're done with school. Yep. They never look up. There's no thought in their mind that they should be engaged in small talk at all. 
This why? What's the purpose? There's no point to it. They're not gathering information. You know, I'm not sharing any information, so this doesn't concern me. And you're trying to have some kind of a conversation with Frank. You're like, so you're done with school and, and you're looking for a job right now. What are you looking for? I don't know. They won't even look up. They just they just look down at their phone. I don't know. And and again, it's that awkwarding you out of their space. They're awkwarding, and whether that's intentional or not, they're awkwarding you out of that space. So the gift of invisibility <laughs> and the gift of awkwarding people. Okay, that's great. You know, if you've got to use that against your competition, but don't use that. You know, be conscious of people around you and the connections they're trying to make. And even though you may not value those for an emotional reason, maybe you can start to value those because it can make you more productive or more uh, useful. Um, and studying people could make you more productive and a better leader, okay? Or, or you may lose your job simply because of the way you come across. If you don't come across nice and kind and friendly and that you care, you know, you know there's an old saying, right? People don't, know, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Okay, so people don't, and that could work for the place that you're employed at too. You could lose your job because you could come across so with such horrible bedside manners. You know, you're just dealing with facts, right? And so, I'm sorry, you're dying of cancer, but you got to be careful and cautious in the way you talk to people. People are not just facts and robots and information. People are hearts and souls and spirits and. And emotions and so you've got to you've got to take that into consideration in the way you interact with people is you've got to care and be concerned about the whole person the whole person okay all right so a detachment from emotions objective thinkers private and modest fives do what they do without wanting to get a lot of attention for the things that they do and that's great because you know threes could learn a lot from you on that regard is you don't necessarily need to, you don't, you know, they're handing out plaques and trophies. You probably don't even want to go to that meeting where that banquet, you know, that office banquet, that office picnic, you probably don't even want to be there, much less go up and receive the plaque and, oh, thank you. I want to thank everybody. I want to, you know, fives probably are not interested in any of that. Um, and so that's something, you know, to be, a res that's something I can respect is that you're willing to do what you're doing without getting a lot of recognition for it. Now, you may, you may have other ways that you have your recognition, your diplomas, your degrees, your titles, you know, and so you don't necessarily need everybody's pat on the back and that they're at a boy and and boy, you really, you know, stand out. And um, fives often are naturally shy and introverted, and they tend to be uncomfortable in the spotlight and like to work from the background or like to work from the layer from their laboratory, you know. <laughs> Okay, last thing. Tendency to compartmentalize. So everything's in a file folder for fives. Um, they like to exercise a sense of control of what they know and what people know about them. Um, and so things do get compartmentalized in, in the way fives live. I'd be interested in talking to some fives and finding out more about that and how that relates to life. You get your family life and your work life and your church life and your community life and your you know, the, whatever organizations that you probably don't belong to if you're a five. Um, but you've got all these different compartments and also the way you compartmentalize information and knowledge, like file folders um, that are in your head and file folders like I'm... Um, and it may come somewhat out of... I, I don't want... I don't want the information in those different groups shared 
between each other because I have to relate with this group in this way and I relate with this group in that way. And it keeps everything nice and tidy and neat and separate. By the way, fives, <laughs> something else about fives. Fives are tend to be the least hygienic. <laughs> so if you brushed your teeth today and took a shower, hey, we want to applaud you as a five. Um, and I think it's because this sort of that absent-minded professor, you know, fives aren't necessarily looking in the mirror every day with, well, how do I look and how am I coming across? And are people going to, you know, uh, you know, be an, uh, admire me? And so I think fives, you know, can can take a shower and then put on the same clothes they were wearing before with the, you know, barbecue stains on them. And it's no big deal. That's not important. That's not what their focus is. Their focus isn't on the social norms and on being pleasing to people. And on uh, and I think they can get lost in their basement of research or their basement of video games and kind of neglect the um, sometimes the obvious things in life that need to be need to be taken care of. So uh, thank you guys for joining me for this video. I hope you had fun. I did. Um, if you've got a five in your life, um, go find them and hug them. Hug them. Reach out for them and <laughs> hug them. I'm sure that they will appreciate it. All right, guys. Be present to life. I'll see you next time.